Good morning. Good morning. Good to see each of you here. As I uh, welcome you, let me give you a few quick announcements before our service begins. Handbells will not meet tonight. Jessica is, uh, is off today, and she gave most of our choir members a day off. And looks like she gave a whole bunch of people a day off. I'm going to get after her when I see her. Sunday, but she will not meet tonight. But when handbells restart, they're going to move up to the upstairs where they're going to meet while the social hall is being renovated. The regular Sunday night programs that otherwise will meet tonight at the regular schedule. Next Sunday is the Sunday that we will support Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We ask that you wear pink that Sunday and of course do even more than that as we support this important cause. I want to remind you then the Sunday following the 21st is the 28th, we'll have our annual Halloween Carnival trunk or treat. Uh, that's on October 28th. It starts inside the Family Life Center at five o'clock. There'll be games and activities, hot dog dinner, and uh, then they'll move outside for a hayride and trunk or treating. And we decorate your trunks, bring lots of treats. If you'd like to donate or to help in any way, you can donate uh, through the office with June. And if you have any questions, you can contact Katie Jeter. This Sunday is also Good Samaritan Sunday. Uh, Dr. Hudson reminded me to remind you that this is the day that if you put a any, if you put a loose dollar or two into the plate, it will go to the Good Samaritan Fund to help those in need in our community. So I want to remind you that this is Good Samaritan Sunday. As part of the Parable of Talents Challenge, which occurred uh, early in this past year, I mean in this year. Um, as you, you are most of you aware of, the, of John Shannon and his project with the scoreboards, but Sarah Catherine Lee also had took up this challenge, and she's been hard at work making homemade crafts for sale, uh, and she will have them to sell. They include uh, grapevine wreaths, uh, wind chimes, candles, uh, sparkle pumpkins, and, and wool Christmas tree ornaments. And all these are homemade. They're all provided by Sarah Catherine Lee. They will be on sale next Sunday, October 21st, before, uh, after the 9 o'clock service and the 11 o'clock service. And uh, I hope that you will support her in her part of the Parable of Talents Challenge. And that is next Sunday. Is Samantha... Samantha, are you here? Ashford, there you go. Samantha Ashford, would you come forward? Uh, at the 9 o'clock service, uh, we received Donald and Marion Beach into the, uh, to our fellowship, transferred from another denomination. And today we want to welcome Samantha Ashford, Ashford who comes from another denomination. Just turn around. So we just want her to turn around where she can, people can see her. She's done all the necessary things to become a member here at Memorial United Methodist Church. We're proud to have her, and in about, what is it, maybe, how many weeks is it? Um, about two months. About two months, I'm going to marry her to Adam, so we're looking forward to that. But let's welcome her into the, to our fellowship today. Thank, thank you. Let us begin our worship together.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together. O Lord our God, we ask that you would bless us so we may bless others. We ask that you expand our territory so we may be kingdom builders. We pray that your hand would be with us so that our hands could be a help to others. And we ask that you would keep us from evil so that we would not cause pain to anyone. We pray in your name. Amen. affirm our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated and let our children come forward now for our time, children's time. everybody. Feeling good today? Good. In a few moments, Pastor Joseph is going to be talking with all of us about doing what you have the power to do. Do you have the power to do anything? To holler out and to move around? That's good. Do you have the power to do anything else, any of you? You can't talk, and you can't run, and you can't sing, and you can't play. You don't have the power to do any of that. What are some of the things you do have the power to do? Learn about God and Jesus. That's a wonderful thing. Oh, they're so quiet, and you just do so many things. Do you have the power to play? to respect people, to be nice, do you share? So you have the power to do that, don't you? Do you always do it? Not always. Okay, well that's all right. You learn, though, by doing. It makes you feel better when you do it, doesn't it? Yes, of course it does. Do you have the power to read your Bible? Yes, you do that. Do you have the power to pray? Well, just think of all the things we just mentioned that you do have the power to do. Let me tell you about something that has a lot of power, and I bet you'll agree with me. If you look sometimes at people driving down the street on the busy interstate out there, and you'll see one hand on the steering wheel, and you'll see this. What are they doing? Say it. Say it out loud. Kind of phone. Talking on a cell phone. And John's made a good point. They're also what? 
texting. That's exactly right. And sometimes, you know, I can go in the grocery store and I'll just see this lady and I think she's talking to herself, but she's really got some little object somewhere hidden. And you know what she's saying? Now, what do y'all want for supper? I'm here at the grocery store. Now, tell me what you want. Yeah, Bluetooth, cell phones. Are you, have you been to the a department store with your mother somewhere and you'll hear um, somebody saying, oh, they got a good sale going on. Y'all just go ahead and get what you want for supper tonight because I'm going to be here for a little while. You ever hear that? We do that. And when you see a game on TV, whether it's a football or baseball or basketball game, sometimes they'll take the camera off of the players and put it up at the stands. And what's going on? Yeah, they're talking on the phone. They're talking to somebody back home or some place way off, or they may be talking to somebody on the other team, and they're just telling them what's happening, what a good time. The power of a cell phone. If they want to talk, if you want to talk to somebody at your house right now or to grandparents or a friend somewhere, you'd have to have the power from that phone to their phone. You'd have to talk into something, wouldn't you? But do you know there is someone you can talk to anytime you have the power to do that? And you don't need a cell phone. Yeah, you can talk to God. What do you need in order to talk to God? You've got the power to do it. Do you say your prayers? Yes. When you say your prayers, what do you use? That's exactly right. You use your voice. Do you need a line to connect? No. You can talk to God anytime, anywhere, about anything. Do you ever have come home from school and you just feel like this hasn't been the best of days? And you can talk to mom about it or dad to, about it or anybody. But who can you always talk to? And it could just be you and them and nobody else can hear you. You can talk to God, and you can tell him what your problem is. And sometimes it's just good to get by yourself with God and just thank him for things. You know, you won't get a busy signal ever, and you won't hear, we're not at home right now, leave us a message. You won't hear that. When you talk to God, it's just you and God, and he's always there. Oh, you have the power to talk to him anytime, anywhere, about anything. Now, you all know that when I share the moments with you, I love to give you something that's solar-powered. What does solar power mean? Say it out loud. I was just looking for the sun, but you know, that's a good science lesson you gave me. And being as I'm a science teacher, I love it, John, when you go in depth like that. Yes, it's powered by the sun. And where does the sun get its power? Well, yeah, but who gives the sun its power? God, that's it. But you're exactly right. You're exactly right. God gives the sun to power to make these little objects that I give you move. Now, I was fortunate in that I found some Greer High yellow jackets this time. So when you put your yellow jacket in the window and it starts moving, I don't want you to think, that's just fun. 
I want you to think about where this little yellow jacket is going to get its power to move. And where is it going to get its power? God. From the sun, which comes from? God. God. That's exactly right. Now, we're going to have a prayer. And after the prayer, I want you to wait and get your little yellow jacket that's solar powered. And if you want to know how that works, y'all go see John later because he's going to explain it all to you. <laughs> You're so good, John. All right, I want you to bow your heads and repeat after me, please. Dear God, thank you for the power of prayer. Help me to remember that you are always there when I need to talk to you. Amen. Thank you. This morning, the first scripture lesson comes from the book of Esther, chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. When the king's order and edict had been proclaimed, many young women were brought to the citadel of Susa and put under the care of Hega. Esther also was taken to the king's palace and entrusted to Haggai, who had charge of the harem. She pleased him and won his favor. Immediately, he provided her with her special beauty treatments and special food. He assigned to her seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem. Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
time of more formal prayer and I will remind you about Martha Leonard and uh, also Marion Waters to remember them in your prayers. Let us pray. O God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Almighty God, you are holy and you are enthroned upon our praises. And every time and place you have heard us and we place our trust in you. We rejoice this day as we come humbly before you with our praises and our prayers and our petitions. We know that you meet every need and that you are wise and know what is best for us. And you give us far more than we, would, we ask or deserve. And yet we must confess this day that we're easily led astray. We become attached to the things of this earth and put our trust in them. And then we're disappointed when they do not satisfy. For putting these things above heavenly things we cry out to you, O Lord, for forgiveness. Forgive us again this day, O God. Remind us again of the things of heaven that are put within our grasp. Remind us again of the things that we have the power to do. And then send us out with the Holy Spirit to proclaim grace to the world so that others may come and sing your praises. We are reminded this day that many suffer, and they don't know why sometimes. Others are straining under burdens that they do not understand. And sometimes the load seems heavy. We pray, O oh God, that you'd give rest to troubled minds, give release to hurting bodies, give hope to those in despair, give comfort to those who mourn, and grant us all salvation. We lift up before you, O Lord, all those who are listed on our many prayer list, both personal and private, those we have named and those that we name in our hearts now. O oh God, knowing that all things are possible with you, in confidence we ask these things be granted in Jesus' name and as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We United Methodists believe that giving is an act of worship, so let us continue our worship with our giving as our ushers come forward to receive our tithes and offerings.
please be seated. I'm reading from the book of Esther in the Old Testament, chapter 4, beginning at verse 12. Give attention to the reading of God's holy word. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back his answer. Do not think that because you're in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. And then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my maids will fast as you do. And when this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. And so Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you that you are with us this day. We thank you for your Holy Spirit power that does give us the power to do what we can do in every situation. Let us know that and see that today in our lesson. We pray in your name. Amen. You know, us readers of the scripture in the 21st century, we're sometimes not quite sure what to make of the story of Esther. After all, she allows herself to be taken into the king's harem. Uh, we wonder why she's so reluctant to stand up for her own rights as a woman and, and a human being. She seems at first not to even care if other people suffer her own people. And at first glance, we might be very critical of Esther. And yet, in the end, she turns out to be the hero of this book of the Bible. She single-handedly saves her people from certain annihilation. And her story is recorded for all of humanity, preserved forever as a part of the holy canon of the Old Testament. So what do we do with people like Esther? What can we learn from Esther today? Well, let me suggest that we might praise Esther for her courage and that we might hold up her courageous act as an example to all people everywhere who feel trapped in what appears to be desperate and hopeless situations. In every situation, regardless of how hopeless or desperate, God is present. Helen Pearson wrote a book in 1992 entitled, Do What You Have the Power to Do. In the book, Pearson recounts the stories of seemingly powerless people who nonetheless used whatever was within their grasp to make a difference in their life and the lives of others. And these examples she took from around the world. And when we look at Esther, we don't see just one person. When we look at Scripture, we see many who also have made a difference, 
who did what they had the power to do. For example, in Luke 7.36, we read about the woman who anointed Jesus with costly perfume. Now, she had no apparent power or standing in her society. In fact, she was even described in Scripture as being an immoral woman. But she anointed Jesus. And that was an act of kindness and beauty toward our Lord unlike any other that He received while He walked among us. But it was more than that. It was a powerful and courageous act of defiance to the authorities that opposed Jesus at the time. You see, by anointing Jesus, that's something that was held and reserved for kings. The symbolism there was great. She did what she had the power to do. Another example in the Old Testament is Bathsheba who appears to be a rather powerless person in the pages of the book of Samuel. You might recall that she's the portrayed wife of the brave soldier Uriah. And she becomes the sexual plaything of King David. She, nevertheless, she uses the office to which she never sought the office of queen mother to assure the succession of her son Solomon to the throne of ancient Israel. And we know that Solomon became the greatest king Israel ever had. She did what she had the power to do. And when you think about it, there have been many people down through the ages, not just in Scripture, whose simple actions changed the course of events. Uh, I thought about the French peasant girl named Joan who at any cost would deliver a message that God had given her to the king. And today we know her better as Joan of Arc. And because of her courage to maintain her integrity in the face of certain death, she was later recognized by the church as a saint. She did what she had the power to do. In our recent history, I think of Rosa Parks, who exhausted, so exhausted after working a long, hard day cleaning other people's houses, sat down in the first seat on the bus. And when asked to move to the back of the bus, she just refused. And that refusal set off a spark that helped end the awful segregation in our country and usher in civil rights for all Americans. She did what she had the power to do. You see, no matter what the situation, each one of these exhibited courage. Courage. Each one of these took that little step, that little thing they could do, and it changed a hopeless situation into one of hope and inspiration for others. I told you that when I got here a few months ago that as we journeyed together, I would tell you more about myself as so we would get to know each other in a, in a more intimate way. And so I, I must tell you about another person who, who was very courageous. She was a scared but determined 16-year-old mountain girl named Grace. After she had finished school, the ninth grade was as far as the school went. She was at that age in those days, 
when she either had to go and find her work or go and find her a husband. And she decided to go first and find her some work. And she walked. She didn't ride in a buggy or ride a train or an automobile. She walked those many, many miles, 16 years old, from a little mountain community called Graphite. She went to the, end, to the bottom of the mountain to a little town called Glen Alpine where there was a hosiery mill. She was determined to better herself. She was determined to take the situation she was in, which would appear to most as hopeless, and turn it into something else. She worked 12-hour shifts. She found a place where she could room and board, and she kept out just enough money for that, and she sent the rest back to her family up in that little mountain town. She never had the opportunity to go to trade school or finishing school, much less to go to off to a college. But she was determined. She was determined that her children would be better off than she had been. That the situation that they found themselves in would be far better than the situation she found herself in. While she's there at that, that meal, she found a, a, a nice young man who was also trying to better himself. And they got married and produced a bunch of children and a whole bunch of grandchildren. Today, they both rest with the Lord. But every one of her grandchildren have college degrees. And many, including myself, have graduate degrees. She did what she had the power to do. She did what she had the power to do. These are but a few examples of people who took the spirits that they have, and they took it against great odds and seemingly insurmountable, even hopeless situations, and turned them into something else. These are the people that we call the salt of the earth. These are the people who have made this great country what it is today. To many, these people may seem insignificant, but they're not. They're ordinary people, yes, but they took the power that they had and they made a difference. The question must be for us in our time, what is within our power to do? What are we not doing that we have the power to do? Where is there a situation in our life that we could turn around from hopeless to one of hope? Where and how do we exhibit these qualities to those that we meet? You see, even the most hopeless situation is an opportunity to do what we have the power to do. Mother Teresa, who has now gone to glory also, she, when she first was asked how she could possibly make a difference in all those orphans and all those health issues, when she proclaimed that she was going to start an orphanage and a health clinic, most people laughed at her. And they said, what kind of resources do you have? And she said, I have two shillings. But two shillings is God 
is all I need. Two shillings and God is all I need. Finally, I cannot help but think about one other person. A person who was arrested and taken to a house of the authorities many years ago in ancient Jerusalem. Psalm 88, it's a good one for you to read sometime, describes the pit that Jesus was held in awaiting transport to Pontius Pilate. Yes, he was held in a pit overnight to his carried for trial. There in that pit was the Son of God. One who could have called down the power of the universe and yet he chose to remain powerless to break the power of sin and death in our lives. Yes, he could have took his power and freed himself. But instead, he chose to do what he had in his power to do, which was to go and take our punishment, take our death into himself. Friends, I hope that we this day could learn that our circumstances and our situations are not really what is important. They're not really important at all. What is important is our willingness to believe that we can make a difference no matter what the circumstance. What is important is for us to know that God has given to us all that we will ever need to do all that God calls us to do in every situation. Each one of us in our personal lives, in our business and community lives, and in our church lives, the most important thing to know is that God has given to us the power to do what we need to do. So let us endeavor to always strive to do what we have the power to do, to turn every situation from hopeless to hopeful, from hopeless to hopeful. I offer you these words of encouragement this day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
be with you this day and each day. Amen.